One man, one microphone, and a lifetime of weird ass stories. Here he comes, Mapulos. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. And because of the arousing success of uh, the last time I uh, had my wife on the show, she is back, and so is the dog, Lulu. So, this show, we are going to talk about being parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> just checking. See, you look like you were asleep. No. Are you awake? <laughs> now we just put our daughter Willow down for the night and decided to lay down this podcast. Why don't you lay down that podcast right now oh, with us? So much more cowbell for this. <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, new parents. We have uh, a tiny baby girl. She uh, will be eight months old on March 10th or she nine months old. Nine months old. Nine months old. Yeah. Holy crap. She's got a giant head. She really does. She's yeah. a walking candied apple. Yep, yep. It's like uh, orange on a toothpick. <laughs> Looks like Sputnik. Head, move, yep. now! <laughs> that's, that's usually how we, dr- we uh, address her. <laughs> head pants! <laughs> yeah. So, yes, this is both of our first child. We, uh, I had one, one scare in uh when i was 24 and uh it's interesting you know because i think every guy between the age of 18 and 24 is uh pro-abortion just because of the the fact of just the way that guys are you know Mm -hmm. but i think that's what they say until they're actually put into that scenario because mm-hmm. you know if somebody had asked me before uh you know a girl told me she was pregnant mm-hmm. i probably would have said the same like you know guy answer like i'm pro whatever you doesn't want. bother me yeah you know? right mm-hmm. <laughs> you do what makes you feel right but uh i learned from that experience that i am not Mm-hmm. that uh that's one of the big regrets mm-hmm. from my life is that uh you know there'd be a 10 year old kid running around right now but i didn't do anything it was it was a lady's lady's choice anyways <laughs> so uh my wife anita she uh she has a condition that uh, doctors told her that when she was a kid that she was never going to have babies. Tell us about that. Well, thank you. Give um, us some insight on this. Well, let me discuss all my medical <laughs> profile. With Is you. there anything happening uh, medically right no. now you'd like to discuss? <laughs> 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 Not especially. You're is kind it, of a creep. Is there anything, uh, anything happening? Well, all right. <laughs> all right talk all about, right. So, talk, talk about anyway. your P K O R S T, whatever it's called. R E S P E C T. I'll find out. You'll find out what it means to me in just a oh, moment. Okay. Um, okay. So it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, and there are several people who have it. It's um, it's actually quite common. Just just several several people that have it. Well, just there's about eight of us. <laughs> That's no. it. You no, guys meet every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Why do I invite I'm him to so my so podcast? Hey, this is not. Oh, <laughs> okay. So anyway, so no, there's, I mean, I would say, I, I don't know the statistics, but I think it's something like 20% of women have it or 25. It is very common. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's way more common than I had thought. So I knew that my chances were slim. I think they had said that I had about, uh, I think it was like between 10 and 15% chance of, um, ever actually conceiving because of course you have to have. Yeah. Your lady stuff. Because what it what it yeah. does is it it slows down 
the normal cycle of lady. Uh, the ladies. Yeah. We'll just Where call most it ladies would normal. have once a month. Yours was more like once, once a every, year. Or once every couple of years, yeah, even. Yeah. So, so anyway, my that's enough what about... Makes, that's yeah. what makes it tough. Yeah, the and that's... That the, yeah. the no chances. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. that's the, you know... Anyway, so that fun topic aside, <laughs> we... So we... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't know, that, like... Uh, that she was pregnant, and I didn't believe her because of her condition. Uh, I thought uh, it was going to be something else. Yeah, we know. actually both thought that it was probably going to be cancer because, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what made me laugh was was how cavalier everybody was with it mm-hmm. and how freaked out we were, and, and nobody was sharing in our terror. I we're know. Like, I know. Do you remember the first the first nurse nurse or? that we went in? Yeah, and we were telling her this whole thing, like yeah. you've got this condition, and they're. It's a real slim chance that it's a, mm-hmm. a positive test. So, you know, is anything else going on in there? And then she yeah. left and came back and she goes, you're pregnant. And, and we're, we're like, like, but we- can't I give a positive <laughs> and have cancer? We're Tell like, thanks for, uh, thanks for the $200 P test. <laughs> right. Seriously. It was ridiculous. And, and we're like, honest- nobody would listen to no, us. No, no. Even when we went to get the ultrasound done yeah. no we they were still yeah, trying no. to like tell and they're all like business as usual and the lady's yeah. like well that's where the egg dropped out of and there is the fetus and we're like Holy so this bananas. is real yeah okay. well well then of course my husband started crying hey! and, then, and then i started crying <laughs> afterwards he's kind of the he's the town bladder eyes so <laughs> what did you say after the test you said can you turn around so i can get myself together over well, here well yes okay and then i was so out of it i just started staring and you're Going, like what hey, I'm like, turn around <laughs> I go, okay i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> okay, for our listeners who have kids, like you know that there's a ultrasound they do called a wand ultrasound. So they juice you up, get your jibs all. <laughs> juice your jibs. <laughs> they juice your jibs up, and then they <laughs> proceed to enter. So that okay, is so graphic. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, but it's real. So, so when, so when it was one hundred percent real. That there was a tiny baby in your stomach. What was your first thought? What was the first thought? Thank God thought? it's not cancer. That was <laughs> that my was first, first thought. thought. <laughs> like, I think that truly was my first thought. Like, oh my gosh, this went from, this just went from being like the worst thing that could have possibly happened in my life. And then just. Get, I gotta get the cat. Okay, yeah, our cat is scratching at the door, so he's. It's his way of knocking. But anyway, so it just went from being the worst, what could have been the worst day in the universe to yeah. being the best day that, you know, we could have imagined. So, oh. <laughs> okay, now our, the cat. yeah, our eight pound <laughs> cat, our dog always humps our 22 pound cat. So it's, and he lets it happen, it's which really makes erotic. me think that yeah. he enjoys it. It's erotic and creepy all at once, yet I can't look away. <laughs> So anyway, so I think, I mean, otherwise, like once that, once it settled in, I mean, I just was like, holy crap, because we had just gotten done talking about adopting. Yeah. Like maybe two weeks before on, so it would have been Thanksgiving weekend, we were talking about adopting. And I even had, I mean, my own sister who had offered to be a surrogate for us about a week before. So here I didn't even know, I mean or before I took the test and I had any idea that um, I would have been pregnant or whatever, yeah. like she had offered to be kind of like had said, like if, you know, I can think of, cons- you know, consider being a so surrogate. She wanted to be a baby machine. Well, she was, she knew that it was <laughs> yeah. a big thing for me and she knew oh, yeah. that I'd, you know, that we'd be great parents. So I think she was yeah. just, we had this conversation. I was an absolute mess, like emotional mess. Well, and it, was, here, it was just so funny that like, we had such a deep heart-to-heart talk about kids that night, mm-hmm. and then not more than like seven days later, we found out that you were pregnant. Yeah, it's just so strange. It is know? so strange because we—I mean, we were only we married. Really even, we hadn't even like 
I don't think ever had like well we'd had talks about kids and stuff but I don't know if it was ever that deep and emotional like about the adoption and all that kind of stuff so yeah not like it was that night yeah, yeah. I mean it was yeah. like a real you know it was like passing ideas early on yeah. but that was like we're about to start down the road of figuring yeah. out how this all works yeah, right and then seven days later yeah shipping oh well thank you that's <laughs> it's almost as good as juice your jibs <laughs> juice your jibs <laughs> anyway I so yeah say for me pure terror was the first thought that came out oh. of my mind because yeah. i didn't think i was ready i didn't think i would be able to pull it off I thought I'd do something wrong, you know. Oh, well, you do stuff wrong every day, oh, but I correct you. you. Hey, of course <laughs> you do, you idiot. <laughs> I think yeah. one of the things I have to get out of is is I worry a lot, a lot about stuff that's so far from now that, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to be worried about it at all, mm-hmm. you know. Like that she's gonna be good in school and have the right friends and yeah right yeah get knocked up by a weirdo you wow. know? i mean that all like a lot of that stuff like i know that you can end up within the wrong groups and whatever but i mean like for me i've just always felt like you know making sure that she has the right staples and the the groundwork for the type of you know, child who can watch by example and make good choices based on, you know, having a solid fiber, you know, from the minute she's little to, you know, till she's that age, you know, so I know that kids like even good kids go, you know, with great parents go bad. Like I get that, but. And then of course for us, we had more of a, a challenge because, uh, she decided to kick her way out early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that most... was a crazy day. Oh, God. Yeah. I was working uh, a part time job at the time. Is that still plugged in? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. There we go. Yeah, we're good. Sorry, we thought we <laughs> messed up the mic. So I was working a part time job, saving money for the baby. And, uh, what was it, 11 in the morning I went to work and you called me up and you're like, my back really hurts, just to let you know. Yeah, I didn't think I'm, it was I'm anything. probably going to go to the doctor and have it checked out. So yeah. I was like, okay. Because you were... You were seven months, right? 32 weeks, yeah. Yeah. So she was two so, months early almost to the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, then you were like, it was getting worse, so I decided to leave work. And come home, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time I got home, you were just like, "We gotta get out of here because <laughs> something's happening." Yeah, yeah. Well, because to preface that, we decided to take uh, Bradley method classes. It yeah. was called the Bradley method, right? Yeah, it's called Bradley method. Um, and we had um, like, which is natural childbirth. It's not. It's trying to use no intervention, no or little interventions. Just have it without epidurals and without pitocin and without anything yeah. crazy. Just doing it old school, like our grandparents did for thousands and thousands of years. And I think the best part about that class was going into it. I just thought that i was gonna have to just be there to learn the information i didn't realize that uh the the fathers or are the, the coaches, coaches yeah. and are the ones that are basically making sure that everything's okay <laughs> like yeah. you know Obviously, the lady's doing all the work because she's going through labor, but I didn't realize how much I would need to be doing. Like, I thought I would just have to be there for moral support and making sure. Let me shove this baby out of my my chewed up jibs, and then you could just stand there like an idiot. You're doing great, lady. Keep it up. Look at you go. But no, it's like, you know, the teacher's teaching me all these pressure points on the body and stuff to relieve stress and contraction and stuff and when they're going through the 
minute long contractions like the relaxation techniques i had to be doing at a shaking your legs and pressing your back and all this kind of stuff and at the time i was really out of shape so i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to handle any of this and then they had at the end of the classes we would have to like simulate that you were having contractions and then we we had a and then we had to like she's like all right now shake the legs really hard for a full minute go and i think like after 20 seconds i almost passed out and laid on the floor i mean he did so i actually got up and started shaking his legs (laughs) and it got weird fast so then uh so that was what was it 12 weeks that that class was yeah the class was 12 weeks i think we cut it a little bit short because of yeah. a holiday or something but um but our doula was awesome yeah like sarah beth um so. anyway so if you ever have an interest in taking yeah. natural childbirthing classes i mean it was it was definitely interesting to learn all of the the things that can happen during pregnancy and the and the delivery and stuff like I probably in my entire life would have never even heard, thought about, or contemplated something called an internal fetal monitor. Mm -hmm. But just taking that class and, and, you know, the videos and stuff about how violent it is, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff that lets you in on and how everything works and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and the, that cosmetic the cosmetic c-section that thing still is baffling to me it is crazy what this is and i guess they do a ton of them at southdale because that's the area in minnesota where people would want that i suppose but richies that's well i mean i guess if it's (laughs) i don't want to stereotype but anyway so this um cosmetic c-section is this thing where they do a three inch incision I believe that's right. I'll have to ask Sarah Beth again, but I think it's like a two or three inch incision and they pull the baby out with, um, with the vacuum. And so like they, they schedule the C-section and then they go in and do this, you know, incision big enough basically for the vacuum and just suck the baby right out of the hole. And then, you know, sew you up so that, you know, the incision is smaller. So, I'm just like, you're using this like suction to suction your baby out of this tiny little hole, you know, just so for your own vanity. Like that drives me crazy. Like, cause I'm sure, I'm sure sucking a baby's head through a three inch hole with a vacuum cleaner yeah. probably does no damage to their head at all. Well, yeah. I mean, and it might, <laughs> it might not do like long term, but I just think how traumatic, you know, yeah, for the baby, unless, pretty. unless it's like something that's like absolutely necessary. Like this baby has got, you know, stuck and can't get out or whatever, yeah. but it's, you know, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, yeah, that, I mean, there's so many things that they can do, you know, yeah. to your baby and like the episiotomies and I mean, all this stuff, I knew a lot of this information, like going I didn't know in any of it so well, it was pretty graphic yeah <laughs> <laughs> watched a lot of videos oh, of ladies having yes. babies yeah. and uh i had never in my life seen a baby born so that was pretty jarring mm, yeah the first class now we're gonna watch a baby come out of a lady's hoo-ha yeah and then like there were different birthing methods that she was trying to showcase so yeah. they had one that was like a water birth and then they had one that was like wasn't there one like on all fours or something or yeah there was a a water birth and then there was a lady that uh the the kid was stuck okay so then uh they had to do like all these different positions to try to because apparently there's another thing too where if you're trying to have a baby in the hospital and you go over a certain amount of time that uh that they'll just start doing interventions or something if you don't put it in your birth plan. Uh-huh. And one of the things is if the baby gets stuck, like they'll literally like dislocate the baby's shoulder. 
to yeah, get it out yeah. from under the pelvic bone to yeah. get it out of you. And I yeah. was like, what? Yeah, there is crazy stuff that they do. And like all it, like my main thing was just I had a grandmother who had like over a dozen <laughs> children and basically in their barn. Like that's not even a joke. Like my grandmother was born in a barn and like she helped my um, my grandmother, she actually caught, like, you know, when a ba- whoever takes the baby out of the jibs is, like, the person who catches the baby. So my grandma actually caught um, my aunt, my great-aunt Dorothy. Like, I mean, it's just, that's just something that they did. They had the babies at home, and our bodies were meant to do it. So all these interventions, to me, seem crazy. Yeah. But So then there we were. We were at the hospital, and uh, they... Uh, they checked milady out, and apparently, if you go into early labor, sometimes there's a drug that'll help you stop, mm-hmm. and then you can continue on. But the way the lady explained it to us was that she said that they have no idea why she was in early labor, mm-hmm. so that they didn't think it, that it could be stopped yeah. even with the drugs. So. And now we're just pumping the baby up with drugs for no reason because it's not going to yeah. help at all. So yeah. I don't know about you, but it really helped me out when she said that her husband was a. Yeah, a her husband, who was a doctor, was a 32 weeker. So, I mean, that was comforting. Yeah. Um, it still is scary because then the NICU lady came in and she goes, We can't offer you any promises, but, you know, we're going to do everything we can. And we're going, I am like just losing my <laughs> stuff. But, you know, like I was trying to keep it internal because me stressing out and being freaked yeah. out is not going to help our daughter, you yeah. know. But it's still scary. It was pretty quick, though. From that point where they told us that it was go time to her showing up was only like five hours, right? Uh, it was a it was little, like four it was or five like o'clock. seven. They told us at three and she was born oh, at like 10, okay. 13, I think, or 10, 10, something like that. Yeah. And she but, came out four pounds nine ounces and everybody exhaled yeah apparently at 32 weeks you can either the gamut runs from what like about one th- pound about, to five no pounds? about yeah it's it was one pound 15 ounces to three pounds six ounces is pretty standard she comes out as a junker at and i know i know we heard, like i guess i i wasn't really paying too close of attention but i, I guess everyone like gasped and they're like oh my gosh look at how big she is <laughs> and we're just like i mean i i actually didn't know yeah. you know like i didn't really and you the know, first couple times I watched her sleep and she had the Jimmy legs, I knew how that she ended up shoving herself out. <laughs> yeah, our joke is that she like ninja kicked her way out of there because she was like, this is not <laughs> happening. Anymore. Well, what happened was that Sunday night was my birthday and we had a huge party over uh-huh. at the house. Tons of family and friends, just like a great day, just a barbecue and everything. And she was born the next day, mm-hmm. so I no longer have a birthday, no. which is fine with me. He'll have a birthday, but it'll be My yeah. Little Pony gear instead of superhero gear like we did last party. Year. Someone will be like, "Here's a card, idiot." Oh, all right, thanks. <laughs> and that'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be Lulu. <laughs> that'll be our card cat, idiot. <laughs> yeah, but that was tough. So then our daughter was in the. The newborn ICU for a almost a month, yeah. Yeah, it's it pretty like close. A couple days shy of a month. And that's that's tough, man. Especially when they were like, you know, we'll try to get you a mother room over here so you can stay. And we were like, try. Like, our baby is here. Like, how, how can we not be allowed to stay here? And you we know? were breastfeeding. You know, like, so it was like yeah. all of this stuff that... You know, like, how can we not be near her? Like, yeah. you know, it just, yeah. It didn't make any sense. And the uh, the politics and the uh, the in interim stuff with the hospital and the and the ICU and all that and the patients and <clears throat> stuff is just today to this day drives me crazy. I will preface though, like i I chose. Um, the, I chose the hospital that I did because of its natural birthing center and. I really like even Mark and I both really really loved the staff in the NICU that we were oh, yeah. at. Like I'm they were saying, amazing. I'm not saying the staff. 
I'm just saying, like, the uh, the politics when it comes to, like, insurance and, like, finding a room and stuff like that, it just drove me insane. Mm. Like, the people that were caring for our daughter were just, like, amazing, yeah. giving, caring people. Yeah, like, the fact that they didn't have enough space for all of the mothers. And I get some of the mothers had, like, one of them had seven other kids at home. And she lived, like, two hours away. So there's no way that she could have stayed. Some had to go back to work, you know. Yeah, yeah, there were some that had to go back to work because, you know, for us. It is shocking, like, the uh, maternity leave policies of some companies, too, like how little they uh, they have it sometimes for people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was quite a roller coaster at the uh, at the NICU because we'd come in and they'd give us good news and then like a day or two later then it would be like not so good news and then it was she was doing great and then it was, oh no, she's backsliding, you know. It was just mm-hmm. like, my God, what a yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, the scariest part, I suppose, was towards the end, and they they thought she might have had um, what's called neck, uh, neck or tight. I now I can't even say the word, but yeah. um, anyways, it's known as neck, and it's something that um, NEC, which something that um, preemie babies can get, and it's where their intestines aren't developed enough, and so they had to stop her feeding. So she was finally like on full you know, feedings, which was yeah. one of the things that was going to get her to come home. And so here we were thinking, oh my gosh, maybe she'll be able to come home in a week. And then all of a sudden it was like stopped in our tracks. There's no way she's coming home because we have to stop her feedings. We have to put her on IV feedings. And she was, you know, we'd already gone through the hurdle of her being off oxygen, like, cause she was on a CPAP mach- machine. And so she's breathing on her own and everything was looking good. And then they stopped her feedings for a week. So then it was like we had to start all over again by like building her feedings up again. And the whole thing was just. If you think you're good at changing a diaper, try to change a diaper inside of an isolate. Oh, Oh my my God. It's like trying to defuse a bomb through two little windows. (laughs) (laughs) It's seriously like, and I know a lot of NICU mamas. And I'll tell you what, we are a special breed because not only can we diaper like you know, now a baby who's basically crawling to, away from us. I used but. to make <laughs> jokes that it was like the ship in the bottle where you're like putting the, oh, the right. model ship together in the <laughs> bottle. You're trying to do stuff through these tiny it's little... It's basically holes. like trying to paint a model ship that's in a bottle, you know, because yeah. they have to be real meticulous. And those tiny little sunglasses that she wore when she was getting her oh. jaundice treatments. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. Her, Such a cool buildings. little baby. Oh, yeah. And then in one of the pictures we have she was giving us the middle finger and i'm like that's her johnny cash pose she's a rock star yeah i still remember that day they said you can take your baby home now and i just looked at anita and i was like what do we do now (laughs) (laughs) how do we do this and of course it had to be probably like the hottest day in the world you know and i had to park like three blocks away it was just but we got her home We did. And actually, like, when I found out, when we found out, honey, we were on the road. I you, the road. you, so was I. Um, I, I do oh, photography right. and you I was at my, <laughs> I was in Warroad, Minnesota, where I'm from. And I, my friend Snoop, I was shooting her wedding and Snoop and Matt. And so I was sitting, um, I was sitting in the church, like, ready to go in and shoot, like, the ceremony. And I got a phone call, and here oh, right. it they was could, a voicemail. They couldn't get a hold of you, so they called me, and I was in Grand Rapids doing Dr. Grins, and they were like, your baby's ready to come home. And I'm like, I'm in Michigan. <laughs> and I was, I mean, I thought, like, I had to leave. I literally was only gone for, for like, 12 hours. And anyone who's ever been to World knows it's a seven-hour drive up and back. And I was like, no, it was, it would have been, like, it would have been, like, not quite 24 hours that I was yeah. gone, I suppose, because it was a five-hour, five hours to shoot, whatever. Anyway, so I was about to go in and shoot this wedding, and I just started bawling. Thank goodness it was my friend Snoop, who <laughs> couldn't be more, like, her and Matt couldn't be more laid back but anyway so i was just bawling i'm like the only thing i could do just to like 
get my booty on the road and go and pick up my girl. My poor mama coming yeah. down there almost every day to be with us. Yeah. And she just could not figure out the parking in downtown Minneapolis. That's still going to make me laugh. Well, and when I was picking the hospital, it was basically for the natural birthing center. It wasn't for, like, I didn't think that we'd have that many visitors. Oh, God, so, so that she'd visit one. <laughs> there's a lot of weirdos there, but it, it was such. There's a lot of weirdos everywhere. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> I mean, we have three living in our house, so. Hey! Four. I was talking about you, Lou, and Burgundy. Oh, hey. <laughs> the ladies are all right. That's true. That's true. We really are. So, yeah. I don't know about you, but that that first night that she was home, like, I I didn't sleep that well because I was just, like, listening to the monitor because mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know, you know, because we're... Because they said to us when we left, they were like, don't be surprised if she's back here in like three days. And we're like, what? Like, and she was a week later. She was yeah. back in the PICU with a, in a um, well, what we thought might have been an infection, but with a high temp. So. Yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> Whoops, excuse me. Yeah, so anyways, but I mean, having her home was crazy. Like, because I mean, I remember sitting in our, in the recliner and I looked at Mark and I'm like, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, we're just like, yeah. I guess we just sit here and yeah. watch her breathe. Yes, we just. <laughs> no wonder she thinks we're creepy. Yeah. That's all we do. Who is this guy? <laughs> but yeah, it took me a while to, because I was just, I was just saying to Anita the other day that in the beginning, uh, I, I just thought to myself like, well, she's the mother, like she'll know what to do. And then I'll just back her up, you know, because that's what I'm here to back her up. Yeah, you're, you're not the B team. Uh, you're part of the A team. So I'm like trying to figure out the formula and the diapers and and uh, the first couple baths we did at home. And I mean, it was just all like overwhelming and the just the no sleep. Yeah. I still remember that because we, we decided that we were going to try... Because didn't we decide we did in, that six we were hour do shifts. Three, uh, three on, three off initially? Oh, yeah, initially we were going to do three on, three off. And then we just ended up both being disoriented. Well, and no, what happened was that when I had my three off, I was out cold sleeping. And then when you were having your three off, you couldn't fall asleep. Right. So you were like, listen, this is just not working. Because yeah. I, I, I still remember that night because I go... All right, my three's up. Good night. And you were like, no, this is not happening. You're doing six because I haven't even slept my three. Oh, that's and right. I was like, oh, God. Well, at the time, I was still pumping. So I was yeah. up every three hours pumping or two or three hours yeah. pumping. So it was like I had no. And being that she was You're a preemie, juicing she. Juicing your jibs quite a bit at that point. My, my upstairs <laughs> jibs, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it was like, yeah, and any breastfeeding mother, I will just say they are like amazing rock stars because it is a lot of work. I had not, my uh, friend Fry like was trying to tell me like how much work that they it, breastfeeding was. Now she's breastfeeding twins and, you know, I'm yeah. just like, I don't know how she does well, it, but. I thought, and it's just like the the stupidity of a man, I just assumed that when you had a baby and you and you were going to be you know, pumping milk or whatever, that there was so much in there that all you had to do was just kind of like put the thing up to it and like all this milk would just start oh, coming yeah. out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that, wouldn't that, like a glory <laughs> hole or whatever? It was, like, <laughs> it was like a make maple syrup, like oh, spigot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, just tapped a tree. Fill oh, up. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. That's how it goes. I, I could not fathom the amount of energy and time and technique that yeah. goes into feeding a baby with your poop. Yeah. Like, I thought, three squeezes and I'll drain oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> God, no. It is It is ridiculous. I mean, and now I realize why there's so many lactation consultants, because yeah. you literally need someone here to, like, 
to like do one like pump one boob while you're pumping the other because it's wor- like even that was pumping quite a is show in the hospital. <laughs> Just some lady helping you do your boob oh, in the yeah. room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, really get at it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you have to lose like all of your modesty yeah. when you're. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, but I uh, it's so funny. Because there's a couple videos from her birth, and that one still makes me laugh all the time. Because <laughs> her sister Carla was filming the birth, and uh, and it was like on and off because we didn't know when she was actually going to pop out. And there's no real reason to be filming like an hour of somebody going through labor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just you want to get the you know the money shot, as it were, oh, the well, baby popping you. out. Great, yeah. So there was one like 20 second video where she's filming Anita, just like you know f- being angry and and you it know painful just yeah. like using the anger yes. to get the baby out yeah, and then right. she pans over and i'm just standing there with this <laughs> deadpan look on his face like deer in the headlights absolute nothing in the corner <laughs> the one time the one job i got was the <laughs> to keep exchanging the cold compresses on your forehead and i still couldn't get that right it was either too wet or not cold enough or dry yeah (laughs) and just get out of here (laughs) like all right i'll stand over in his defense i was to put it lightly a bit fussy so (laughs) (laughs) she was very fussy that's That's for sure well i'll i'll say like i was in really good spirits until about two hours before she came and the back labor started like hardcore and that I mean, I swore, like, I, and I, you know, I don't know. I, I remember saying, this is effing, or this effing sucks. That's what I said. I mean, because it did. And, you know, obviously we did go without interventions, and it was an amazing thing. No Good thing drugs. she, no drugs. I had one aspirin, like, a little bit after I gave birth to her, but that was it. Literally, like, 40 minutes after she had a baby, she was laughing and eating pizza. Yeah. <laughs> And I was up about 10 minutes after I had her. I was up putting on makeup because I wanted to go and get a picture with her, you know? Because we, I mean, I only got to hold her for a few seconds. So we did get a picture, but like, I was like, I didn't even think I had on mascara. And for a girl, you want, like, that's a major picture, that first picture with your child. And, you know, since she had to be rushed off to the NICU with like her to get on, you know, a CPAP and whatever, like, We only got to hold her for a second, and then they took her away. So, anyway, but I was up getting on makeup, and, you know, I mean, that was the nice thing about not having drugs, was that I was, like, up dancing a jig, and the next day, like, just felt like a million bucks. So, we've gone through the the not getting any sleep time. Yeah. We've gone through the, so we had to, we had to give up on the, on the breastfeeding, sadly. Four months, yeah. Yeah. It was just was too tough. I mean, my lady's jibs couldn't handle the demand. <laughs> that baby started yeah, eating a lot of stuff. That baby and needed to listen. grow, and I could not supply what she needed. And uh, we thought it was strange, but now we know why. Because uh, she is wearing, like, 18-month-old clothes, and she's, Almost, like, yeah. she's like, eight months old. Well, and for a preemie, she was nine or she was four pounds nine ounces and she was almost 19 inches so i mean she was two months early babies who are term are usually 19 20 inches so she was i mean she's a big baby (laughs) i mean especially for a preemie but now like when we hit her um six seven month mark um which makes her what they call adjusted age would have been her real gestational age would be five months and she was in her 12 month clothing at technically five months old so i mean but she's so long and then she also is like you know she's got a lot of what we call muscles (laughs) so she's she's a healthy baby so uh yeah, we crossed another threshold not too long ago where she got her teeth and uh, we're starting the solid foods. And it is true that when the solid food starts, they are pretty much crapping around the clock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, nothing, I don't think anything, anything can really prepare you for uh, 
a baby diaper full of poop. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty well, <laughs> unless you like were an aunt at six years old. So I've, well, I'm pretty yeah. pretty used to have poopy diapers. But for yeah, she's quite good at at a lot of the stuff because you had the experience. And that I fact checked that, and that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, is there anything that you think about day to day that uh, that you feel like you don't have a handle on as far as like, because I know for me, like we were talking about this the other day, like that first time that I had to take Willow with me someplace yeah. because you had other things going on or whatever. And like, obviously you can't leave her at home, even though she'd probably be all right uh no <laughs> i'm just kidding but i just remember the terror when i was like oh i've got a because last summer of course i had to uh get uh like some kind of a blood blister on my thumb that ended up turning into some weird thing called a posterior granulation which was a lot of fun for almost the entire summer so i had to go in to have the doctors take a look at it and they wanted to do a biopsy and Anita had to go to school. So, and my mom was at work, everybody was at work. So I had to take the baby with me to the hospital and I was panicking <laughs> all the night before thinking that well, I'm going to have to take the, this baby with me. The funniest, what I'm doing. <laughs> the funniest part is I go, he goes, Oh, you have class tomorrow. He goes, I have that appointment at 11 or whatever. And he go and he goes. So I guess I'll have to reschedule it. And I go, well, no, you'll go to the appointment. Well, who's gonna watch Willow? And I go, you are. You're taking her with you. And you go, what? I do. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. I can. No, I can reschedule. You are really trying. And I'm like, honey, are you gonna reschedule everything for the next 18 years? And I was just laughing because he had. He just didn't. You know. He had no so clue. He's scared. like, yeah, so scared. What but he do I did. Do? How do I take a baby with me places? Oh, <laughs> but now he's a champ. Like he oh, takes yeah. her with everywhere. Take I mean, he's yeah, exactly. He just you know get your essentials, get that diaper bag all set to go. Mm-hmm. I used to be. Uh, I have a nephew who's eight years old, and I used to you know do a lot take him a lot of places and stuff and i was the worst with the diaper bag the diaper bag would be in the car and literally all that was in it was like a diaper and four wipes like i didn't put anything in there oh boy but yeah it's uh it's definitely i think for me one of the things is the food like figuring out how the the progression of the food goes you know yeah because that lady scared the hell out of me because we had a nurse that would come by the house every was it every week after she came out being she was a preemie we had um we had home care yeah and there was like wasn't wasn't there like a a time where she went from a certain weight to a certain weight and then she got the lady got all nervous she was like she's gaining weight way too much like you're yeah. overfeeding her or something like that yeah well she was on special like preemie like supplements Party. yeah so it was like we had to feed her this like extra calorie supplement stuff and uh and then they took they let us take her which is super duper expensive and they let us take her off of it yeah. um but anyway so she was gaining I weight really that. fast yeah. because she was on this like high calorie stuff and yeah but yeah she had a lot of interesting stories where she said some lady was like what was it that the baby was like six months old and like three months or something no oh for crying outside i don't know what i do with this guy no the baby was like i think it was four months old and it was 26 pounds or 20 five pounds or something and that i mean obviously and then she had another baby that was like 10 months old and only like 11 pounds so i mean there's you know something was going on there yeah yeah i mean and i don't even like hearing that stuff because yeah so is there anything that uh that you think about during the day that that you don't think you have a handle on Mm, i don't know that i have a handle on 
like actually functioning having a functioning social life yeah. with being a mother like i've taken her to like birthday parties and stuff you know i'll, I'll take her places but i don't know that i can um i'm having a hard time like multitasking with her so like i'm a nursing student for people who don't know me or what i do um <laughs> well you know what i mean like if there's people who who listen who's listening well, no. that know you i don't know that anyone's listening to it but <laughs> yeah, well but hey, anyone... our last podcast got like 90 hits i know weeks. i know it was crazy that? it was like your listen his listenership tripled so i'm like yeah apparently i am his ace in the hole <laughs> people like listening to us argue that's true we don't we argue hilarious we're we're good together we got magic that's right we don't argue i have a differing opinion and you just agree with it because that's it's easier right. <laughs> <laughs> she criticizes me all the time and i agree with her and he nods yep. that's and that's so, the way it should that's that what good right. marriages are <laughs> Like an old man told me one time, the key to a long and fruitful marriage is keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's such a wise wife. Was that Pop? No, no. Pop. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so I think that um, that functioning, like, and doing, like, my nursing school stuff, yeah. like, I can't, I can't really focus on doing assignments. So we just have to, that's one thing that I wish I could get a handle on, like, when she takes a nap, instead of, like, watching at my backed up, you know, Walking Dead episodes mm -hmm. or whatever that I'm, um, I'm down doing homework. So, like, yeah. I need to start being, you know, a little bit more functioning, because. I find it a lot easier when I'm, when I'm home to, uh to do the uh stuff to do stuff put her in her jumperoo and things and uh and get housework done because uh she'll stay in that jumperoo for like an hour because she's completely out of her gourd yeah she is funny and you know when she's getting tired because she'll do the side to side sway jumperoo thing and whatever anyway it's entertaining. She's actually, she's so entertaining. Like, I don't I know. I at her all day. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. So yeah. I think we're doing a pretty good job. I think so. I mean, there's always <laughs> going to be stuff, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. And everyone's got their opinions on, like, what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. And, well, you that's, know. That's like the, when you were pregnant and we were talking about this that I started watching like other people and how they were with their kids, like mm -hmm. the good ways, the bad ways, you know, like I was literally, I think it was maybe uh, a couple months before you went into labor. Like I went to Wisconsin Dells with my sister and nephew and we were at this water park thing. And I literally was watching a lady telling her seven year old that he's an asshole in, mm -hmm. <laughs> in, oh, in the game room. Now, listen, we all know that every seven-year-old is an asshole. <laughs> the seven-year-olds are can assholes. They can be. They can. I I know a couple seven-year-olds who aren't, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you don't say to your child that he's an asshole. What well, are you talking about? Here's here's my thought: is the reason why that child is maybe an asshole is because that child has a parent who calls him an asshole. That is the you know. Yeah potentially but it's I, like you know, know i think the the thing that drives me the most nuts nowadays with parents is that uh it's just a different world that we live in where there's so much other stuff going on that mm -hmm. you don't really see much of like the old school thing where parents would like not necessarily like give up their dreams and their life for their mm -hmm. kids but at least, like, put things to the wayside for raising their kids correctly, right. you know? Because right. you just, like, I was at the water park or wherever. Like, you go to a, a restaurant, you know, and it's like a mom and a dad and two kids. And the two kids are both playing games on iPads. And both parents are updating their Facebooks and their Twitters. And nobody's even talking to each other, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just my thing. I'm sure in like six years we'll both be on our iPods and they'll be on their 
Zoot phones or whatever the hell will be around yeah. at that point, updating yeah. their whizzers or whatever the hell it's going right. to be now. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the beauty of it is like, I, you know, I certainly don't want to tell people that they shouldn't do that because I don't want people telling me that yeah. I can't, you know, What's raise Willow saying? a certain way. That, uh, what you think about me is none of my business. One of my very favorite scenes. <laughs> yeah. What others think about you is none of your business. So yeah. move along. Yeah. But there, there is everybody out there that uh, that has their their own trick, or their own idea yeah. of uh, how you should be raising your kids. Yeah. And the truth is, shut your hole. Yeah. You raise your kids your way, we'll raise our kids our way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My mom, she's so sweet. Like, she cracks me up because I told her, I, you know, I just was like, Mom, I'm like, you know, we appreciate, like, tips. Like, if you have something where, <laughs> oh, hey, if you, you know, if you boil your bottles once a week, you'll cut down on the bacterias or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But, like, we don't want to be told stuff. So I was like, please don't tell us that you know what we're doing is wrong like if you have a suggestion like give us a suggestion yeah. but like that's one thing where it's like don't tell a parent that what they're doing is wrong or like especially the people who don't have kids and i like yeah. i mean that's just such an age-old thing where people who don't have kids telling you how to raise yours it's like yeah. that to me is the funniest thing in the world but <laughs> but it's still you know what you should do yeah shut your mouth because you don't know what the hell you're talking about you got that straight I was just going to say, when you shoot, like, large items out of your vag, like, then come Wait, and talk to me. What are we talking me. about? Children. <laughs> I, I thought this was your uh, your job before. Oh, for crying back. outside. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not everyone's child to raise. Because when she messes up, I'm going to be the one that's to blame. You know what I mean? Like. We yeah. just, yeah, so it's like, or when they exceed, you know, like it's obviously, you know, then kudos to you for helping them mm -hmm. succeed, you know, so. When she starts learning math, she's going to be screwed because neither of us know what the hell we're doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I do at the moment, but I'm not going to yeah. remember it in, you know, 10 years from now or no, more like six years from now because little kids are doing algebra now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Actually, they'll probably be doing whiz bangers oh, or God. Flip Johnson, no, whatever just, math is going to be we, there in six years. <laughs> <sighs> like, there's going to be new math. Like, they're just going to create it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> to graduate from high school, you got to learn try Frippa Jank and Jizz and Sin. That's, Do you have anything else? No, to add? I don't have that. That one kind of didn't hit. <laughs> no, no, I'm your toughest critic, but oh God, <laughs> that I hate the anywhere. look she gives me when I don't hit a joke. I'll tell a story, and like five minutes into it, she'll just be staring at me, and I'll know I've lost her in the story. But I just keep going, yeah. and I add weirder yeah. and weirder things until I she finally tips her glasses down and goes, "Are you finished?" Yeah, that's, that I look at him over the top of my glasses. That's the move that he knows that I'm I'm done. done. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We finished here. <laughs> I think we are. You got anything else you want to say? I don't think so. I think I hit all the. All hot right, spots. so that's good. Well, this has been a second podcast with my beautiful, loving, amazing wife. Holy crap! Say talented. She's oh. she is talented. Oh, there. And oh, she's got no. <laughs> she's got all the magic. But uh, you can check out uh, more podcasts at podbean.com. I'm on iTunes now, so search for that. Largedrunkman.com and all the other magical places. So tune in next time when we'll talk about who knows. 